And most importantly, join us next time as we rethink the rulebook and put down the status quo. <laughs> <laughs> Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go. Find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do. With status post Adulting. Hey, Status Post Adulting fam. This is Sammy. And Michelle. And you're listening to the 18th episode of Status Post Adulting. Today, we're going to be talking about FOMO, YOLO, and other bad reasons to invest. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. You know, we are back home in the crazy villa of living with the parents in California. And I saw an interesting site today. Okay. So I had bought these combs, regular, regular combs, and I saw my dad using these combs to comb about his body hair. <laughs> I did see that as well. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> Just to like make this clear, our dad has like an abnormally large amount of body hair. Like he has hair on every knuckle of the body. I mean, it's a genetic problem. Luckily, our mom has zero <laughs> hair on her body, so we sort of come out to a little bit above average. Kind of neutral. And it was so funny because he was like so intently combing his hairs. And I'm not going to lie, I noticed a difference. They did look more organized, so I get it now. I'm a fan of proper grooming, especially for men. Yes. And we had a very exciting last couple of days in Charleston. We went surfing, which was super, super fun. Yeah, it was. It was my first time. It was Sammy's like third time. Third time, but like each time I go is like every two years. So I'm pretty much <laughs> a new person every time I start. <laughs> and we had this super nice guy who was helping us out. Mm -hmm. His name was Box, which apparently comes from, long story short, apparently his family has fought in every single war since the American Revolution, which I had a lot of questions at that point. But... Also getting smacked by waves, so didn't get to go deep into it, but he had to save me at least a few times, so I definitely really appreciated <laughs> it because the thing with surfing that's surprisingly difficult is actually just like getting back to getting deeper into the water, like getting on the wave and stuff, like I popped up, I felt pretty good about that, but then I got stuck at the shore because I kept trying to turn my surfboard and I wasn't swimming on it, which I realized later was bad, but I kept <laughs> trying to turn my surfboard and then I would get the wave would smack me and my surfboard would just go back. I know I'm a small person, but like compared to those waves, I suddenly realized exactly how tiny I was compared to this, this great big ocean in front of me. But it was super fun <laughs> and I definitely enjoyed it. It's so true. That happened to me the first time. You know, the waves, like you kind of get your board accidentally horizontally facing the waves and they keep smacking you and smacking you and smacking you and you feel like you just can't escape it. <laughs> I know. And Box is like, you need to make sure your surfboard is straight. And I'm like, no, like I understand that. It's just like very difficult to, in practice. <laughs> like, if there's a it trick, is. please let me know. But yeah, it was really fun though. I'm glad we did it. It was super fun. Yes. So like Michelle and I said earlier, today we're going to be talking about FOMO, YOLO and other reasons to invest. Other bad reasons to invest. <laughs> other bad reasons to invest. Yes. <laughs> to be clear, these are not good reasons. We actually came up with this topic while we were on the airplane. Not sure about you guys, but whenever I'm on a plane, my brain is working better and I have a lot of ideas. I think I'm just a lot more deep into the things that I'm thinking about on a plane. 
I had to delete all the like really cryy sad songs off my Spotify so that I couldn't listen to them because otherwise I'll just like go into this like crazy place where I'm like super sad and like sometimes crying for no reason on the plane. <laughs> but if I like point in a positive direction, then I'm like super genius. Agreed, Michelle. I have cried numerous times on a plane. A lot of times it's just because I'm feeling really touched, but I'm way more likely to feel touched on a plane. That's like our, our plane was going into a very cloudy area when we were landing. So it was like a very, a little bit of a turbulent land. And we were in the clouds and I was like, what a heavenly moment. And I turn and look at Sammy and she has her hand on her forehead. She's like, can you close that window? I feel nauseous. <laughs> I was going to get a migraine. Like it was, I was just a little bit too nauseous. You know, it's been a while since we flew, I feel like properly. So we're still getting used to the etiquette. But yeah, so we had started talking about financial wisdom, which it seemed like it's come up a lot lately. There's a lot of things going on that are super trendy. You kind of want to jump on the investments. You don't want to miss out. And we were talking about how over time we've moved from the mindset of someone who wants to jump on all those kind of things to someone who really has a solid game plan for the long term, who doesn't really get phased by all these little things coming in. Yeah, Sammy, I think one thing I saw when I started to get interested in investing more of my money and trying to be more knowledgeable and all of that sort of thing is that you can definitely hear a lot of bad advice on the internet from your friends, from random people. And it's very easy to be susceptible to something that's like hot and flashy. A real quick rundown of terms. FOMO stands for fear of missing out. Yes. YOLO stands for you only live once. Thank you, Drake popularized by drake over a decade ago or almost a decade ago that's right when i found that out i was traumatized yeah it feels a long time ago surprisingly relevant now though but the idea is that if you're fomoing into an investment that's like you hear that it's doing really well your buddy the internet elon musk is telling you that this is the next hottest thing and it's taking off and you jump in just because you hear that a ton of people are making money into it and you're like i don't want to miss out this is the time. If I had listened to my crazy hacker friend from Australia 10 years ago to get into Bitcoin, I would be a millionaire by now. And so everybody has that version of that story. Yeah. And then YOLO is sort of like this new thing right now with investing that comes from almost the idea of like, to heck with it. Let me just put my money in and go crazy. And it's, I mean, honestly, especially the way that the internet talks about it, Reddit, articles, like it's definitely flashy. Like even when things like GameStop was going crazy because people were driving up the prices of the stock, it, it does feel like exciting in that moment. And so we wanted to take a little bit of a look at like why maybe those aren't the best reasons to hop into an investment. Yes, Michelle. I remember with the GameStop and YOLO, I was listening to a podcast actually where the guy was like, I'm pulling out the money from the, the 401k and I'm putting in the money that we were going to invest into our house into GameStop because that's how dedicated I am. It was like a symbol of how much you believe in the investment. And I mean, the thing is, is that when you read these articles or you see stuff online, a lot of times it's so-and-so who lives in his garage is now a Dogecoin billionaire or whatever it is. And so it really highlights the people who are being successful. And a lot of times you don't hear as much about the people who are losing money, which... For everybody who's winning when the market goes up, there's people who are losing when the market goes down. Exactly. I do think 
the susceptibility to get into these type of investments. It's easier when you know less about money and are less familiar with your own money. When we were first talking about this, I thought about when one of our friends had first told us about Bitcoin. Many years ago, when if I had invested, I would be rich by now. The old story. But so he was telling us about Bitcoin, explaining what it was. And at that time, I was spending all the money in my paycheck. But I thought this is a great idea because, heck, I need to get rich quick and hop on this ingenious thing that my smart friend is telling me about. And the next day, I was looking up Ethereum. And I went to purchase Ethereum. Immediately, my card was like, eh, rejected. <laughs> because it was like... Her bank was just like, nope, not today. <laughs> not today. Yeah, my bank was pretty much like, girl, stay in your lane. And because it was a little bit complicated for me to kind of override that, is this a fraud activity thing? I just didn't even get into it. Now, I am a much more wise investor. Something that's important to understand is that our goal is never to say exactly what you should and should not invest in with anything that you're putting your money into, whether it's cryptocurrency, whether it's different stocks, mutual funds, index funds, that really cool business your friend is telling you about. It's always important to educate yourself and at the same time understand what the difference is between something that's considered a stable investment versus something that is really volatile. One thing that I've come to appreciate as I've started to educate myself about different ways to invest my money is that there are a couple of things that have changed over time when it comes to the volatility of the market. And there are two major things that play a part in that. One is that it is getting easier and easier to invest our money and make quick changes. So for example, there are apps out there like Robinhood that make it really easy in one or two clicks, you can easily buy whatever stocks that you want to buy. Coinbase and other hardware wallets for cryptocurrency exist now. So it's not like you need a whole freaking data center. You can go and purchase something easy as one, two, three if you want to. So like it is getting easier. But what that means is that the market is going to be a lot more volatile. Mm -hmm. This is something that we're seeing play out right now. If everybody on Reddit decides to purchase a certain stock, they can drive up the price because in one second, everybody can buy that stock. And then in one more second, everybody can dump that stock. Things are moving very, very quickly. So I think that's one thing that's really important to understand. The other thing to keep in mind is that a lot of these like really quick ways to purchase different investments. They're, the apps themselves are crashing because they can't handle this overload of people. So like the technology, even though it's there, it's not there. And then people get angry because they can't access their money because the site went down. We are able to quickly purchase and make all these different things. But then if everybody decides to do it at the same time, a lot of the infrastructure is still being developed to support all of this volatility. And then the second big thing is social media. Yeah, that's a good point you brought about social media. For example, if there was no Reddit, would the whole GameStop thing even happen? And I think the fact that people can go on these platforms and then get a large following and decide to make a decision just shows how labile these investments can be. More than that, Sammy, too, is that with the rise of being able to quickly make these different investments, we're also seeing that different 
people are heavily influencing the way people are thinking and investing. A great example of that is Elon Musk. If Elon Musk sneezes into his Twitter, then all of a sudden there's a big jump or drop in five different crypto coins. But I think it just shows that there's a lot of volatility that is actually responding to things like Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is. Yeah, you summarized that really well, Michelle. I think the volatility and social media have completely changed the game for the market. And the market, even when it was hard, could be volatile. So it's just taking it to another level. So what does that mean for us as an investor? It means that we have to have a deliberate approach to our investments. I think one of the big things is looking at the utility of things and their actual value. Absolutely, Sammy. And I think that's where the terms like FOMO and YOLO really come in. You decide, hey, I'm going to FOMO in. I don't want to miss out on this blowing up. You're not really evaluating the value of a company or the value of a cryptocurrency. If you're YOLOing, that's like a whole different concept that I don't even understand. (laughs) But I mean, if you're just like, you're like, I'm just going to ride this out and see where it goes. That's also not investing intelligently. That's like throwing your money into the slot machine and hoping that it goes up. Again, it's not about whether or not you should or should not be investing in any of these things. It's just about knowing the difference between an investment and a gamble, because that's a huge difference. And that should also affect how much money you're putting into things. Exactly, Michelle. And the next big thing when it comes to approaching your finances as an investor is starting with the end in mind. What is your purpose for the money that you make off your investments? Do you want financial independence, security? And by focusing on that, that's where you can form a more stable long-term plan of how you want to invest your money. And then once you have that long-term plan thought out, maybe written down, you're going to not be as likely to fall into these FOMO or YOLO investments because you don't need to make $10,000 in one week. You're trying to make a million dollars in 10 years. Definitely, Sammy. The truth is, is that every dollar that you have should have a certain designation, right? A certain amount of your money is going to go into your emergency fund. A certain amount of your money is going to go into your 401k, your IRA Roth, your 403b, your high yield savings account, your investment account. There's a certain amount of money you're going to allocate to those things. And what can happen if you do want to play around or you do want to gamble a little bit of your money, you can have a little bit set to the side or a certain percentage of your income set to the side where you're like, hey, I understand that I might be gambling this money, but this is my dumpster fire fund. And if it goes down to zero, I'm okay. And what we're seeing right now is some people doing the opposite, where maybe they're so convinced in whatever it is that they're investing in, but really it is about trying to get rich quick. And they're putting the house, they're putting the, they're pulling money out of their 401k, they're pulling money out of their emergency fund to invest in these things because they want to get rich quick. And the truth is, is that getting rich quick is not a stable investment strategy. You might get lucky. You might make a good bet with one of your dumpster fire investments. But I have a lot of dumpster fire investments. And let me tell you, they literally catch on fire. (laughs) Sometimes you make the wrong bet and it sucks, but it's like I can lose that money and still eat tonight. That's a great point that you bring up, Michelle, about people, they might invest in something and it might do well. And then a lot of times those people will be like, hey, like I went into whatever investment early and now it's doing super well. They're using something called outcome-based thinking. And I first heard about this in Annie Duke's book, Thinking in Bets. Annie Duke is a famous poker player. 
she talks about outcome-based thinking. That's when we judge the quality of our decision based on the outcome. If we win a ton of money, we're thinking, hey, I made a really good decision. If we lose a ton of money, we're like, that was a bad decision. And that's actually not the correct way to think about things because our decision-making process could have been good, but the outcome could have just been bad. For example, if you look at index funds, over the long term, if you pull index funds up on Google, like the S&P 500, and you look over the max time frame, it looks like a line going up. It's trending upwards. But if you zoom into 2007 to 2008, you're going to be like, oh, that doesn't look so good. That was a bad investment. And if you were an investor during that time, you might be like, hey, that was a bad investment. But actually, if you are thinking about your decision-making process, then you will see, hey, I'm investing for the long term. In the long term, index funds generally go up. So this is a reasonable investment. The truth with investments is that we can't guarantee that they're going to go up. We can only make the best decisions based off the information that we know. And it's really important for us to not get focused on short-term outcome-based thinking. Without a doubt, Sammy, Annie Duke's book is a really good reference point because as a poker player, she even says that the key to being successful is knowing when you win because you made a good choice or you won because you were lucky. And I think that's very, very true with people who are investing money. Because we did just have such a good run in the market, a lot of people think that they are investment geniuses because they picked a couple of good stocks and those stocks went up. When in reality, a lot of stocks went up in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And that's great if you made money that way. But do they really know more or were they just lucky? Exactly, Michelle. And it's like what we said before about dead investors or people who forgot about their accounts being the best investors. A lot of times not being reactive is the best strategy. And the way that you're going to not be reactive is by having that long-term plan and those long-term goals. That's so true, Sammy. And a lot of that comes back to people thinking that they can time the market, whether it's timing the market for a specific stock, timing the market for a certain crypto coin, timing the market for gold, whatever it is, like short term, maybe you do well, maybe you don't. But the reason that the best investors are dead investors is because literally just by keeping your money in and holding on and not FOMOing in, YOLOing in, you're just staying steady. Exactly, Michelle. As I hear many AFI podcasters and FI bloggers say, time in the market is worth more than timing the market. Preach this. So Sammy and I wanted to cover a couple of takeaways from this episode. The main thing is that when it comes to FOMOing, YOLOing, whatever acronym they're using these days, whenever it comes to using that as a way to invest, really what you're doing is trying to time the market. And because of the ease of transaction for buying stocks, cryptocurrency, etc., combined with the influence of social media, the market's actually becoming more volatile and it's becoming harder to time. So timing the market didn't work before and it's even harder to do now. Exactly, Michelle. And another important point is that Hype does not mean value. Just because the stock price or the value of something is going up does not mean the actual value of the product is actually going up. And the next one, the most important one, is have a long-term investment plan. 
I would even recommend writing this down. How much money in the future do you want in your pre-tax accounts, in your post-tax accounts? How much money do you want in cash savings? How much money do you want in things like real estate investments? Have a vague idea of how much you want in each of these buckets and then align your day-to-day to match that. And to be honest, if you know that you're kind of going to get excited about some of these different things along the way, maybe designate an amount of money you can spend every year into one of these things and you'd be okay if it was all lost. Just like a little fun money. Money that you can lose. Money that you can afford to lose. Unlike your 401k or your house. (laughs) Do not go into debt with any of these investments. You're not diamond hands, you're crazy, and you need to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our episode for today. Michelle and I had a ton of fun talking about it. If you guys have any thoughts, ideas, or questions, please email us at statuspostadulting at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at statuspostadulting. Please DM us. We are waiting for the emails and the DMs. We are looking forward to it. No, no. We have so many. We like may not be able to get to you, but definitely try. We may respond to a few of them. We're not desperate. (laughs) We're not desperate. No. And be sure to write us a review on whatever podcast player you like. That really helps us get seen by other people who are interested in listening. And be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.